Hello and welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your sexy ranch and co-host Calderness. This episode, we're going to be talking about WWE Wave Two getting pushed back, the House of X pr- price increase, and a brand new segment, the Generic Gallery, where we cover the pirate keyword and a couple of questions from our man from Japan, Malcolm Rush. This is episode 328. Howdy, howdy! Let's get rowdy. <laughs> LH for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Clicks singles and SEO products. Make sure you check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. As always, joining me in the studio is my nemesis, Simeon Bruce. What's going on, Simeon? Oh, sorry. Uh, did you say something, Calder? I was, uh, no, I'm in a different yeah. call with the inner circle right now. I'll hang on. Ah, of course. Understandable. Yeah. What's that? Uh, Nerf Valeria? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good with that. Go ahead. Yep. Yeah, and get rid of any map with elevation. I hate elevation. Cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, thanks. Okay. All right, Calder, what, what were you saying? You ready to record? Oh, yeah. I just, it just seemed you were a little busy there. Sorry. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to interrupt, but this is when we record the show. I was just asking how you're doing this week. Is, uh, by any chance, is uh, 1776 on your, on your list uh, there? Or anything? Just curious about that. Or Black Widow, maybe? Mm. Nerf Widow? No. No. Oh. Perfectly mm. balanced, as I like. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, how are, how are you doing? You know, let's just, you know, let's just let it slide. Let it go past. I'm doing fine. Uh, I actually, I, I got a little bit of a smoke inhalation this week, so I, I feel bad. Um, for all of our, you know, the West Coast people out there with the wildfires and everything for multiple reasons, but man, like if you're even anywhere near like that smoke, cause I went camping this weekend. That's what made me happy in case, in case you were wondering, uh, I went camping, love camping, uh, love cooking over an open fire, uh, sleeping in tents, the whole the I whole hear you love ten yards as they actually. Say. You're a glamper, isn't that right, Simeon? You're yeah. a glamper. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you are. It's true. I don't like I being have, too rusty. Air conditioning sure tents. Central heating, all that stuff. Your air conditioned tent because it's uh, air conditioned have holes in it. Is that yes. your air conditioning in your tent? Okay, just double checking. But yeah, I, all right, keep I, going. Uh, sat too close to the fire on uh, multiple occasions. And uh, as the fire dies down, it just becomes real smoky. And the wind, the place where I camped, uh, the wind was like from the south. And the edge of my campsite, like the entire south end was where the trees were. And so that's where I like positioned the fire pit like a little bit closer to those. Not like in Mm -hmm. the woods, but like at the edge. And so the entire time me not realizing that's how the wind was going to be all weekend. Uh, every time there was a fire, it was just smoke straight at me. And then you like stand up and walk away and it blows like that way now. And then you go the other way and it follows you. Yeah. Like, Thank you, smoke. Thank you. Classic, classic campfire. Well, that sounds awesome. I love, I love camping too. It's pretty, I don't do it that a lot. 
it is it is a good time. What made me happy this week is I went uh, I went home this week back to my parents' house, help them out, I had to work cows and a few other things, fix some fence, that fun stuff. But in our Morton building, which is just like a tractor shed, we have one spot where we park vehicles. It's got cement, but we haven't used it that much. It's really way outside of our ranch. It's on a different section of ranch land we own. So I decided I was going to build a gym in there just so when I come back home, I've got a place to like work out. And it's just better than like the basement. Everybody's here and I'm loud in the morning and they'll yell at me and whatever. So I, uh, I had this power rack that we bought off Amazon just sitting in boxes for months. And I finally put it together this week. Bought a barbell. We bought like one fifty pound dumbbell. It said a set. It said get one set of a fifty pound dumbbell. And I'm like, ah, a set. A set is two. A set, I guess, means one, apparently. So we paid like <laughs> 80 bucks for like one. So whatever. I got all that put together, sort of made a makeshift dumbbell rack out of a table. Uh, I already owned two benches if you're crazy beat to hell that I got for free. And I just put the uh put the cool power rack together. Did some reps once I got it all finished. It was just cool. I've never had a pull-up bar at home. So like stuff like that is fun. Just gotta gotta feel real manly using power tools and stuff, putting it together. I'm gonna make some uh concrete plates because I've been watching a lot of DIY gym videos. So I think this week I'm gonna make concrete like 45s instead of spending a ridiculous amount of money for all like the sold out plates they have going on right now. Oh yeah. That's all over how, the place. Uh back in I wanna say like mid 80s probably like further back than that but like mid 80s to like early 90s most at home gyms weren't like the steel plates still they just had like the concrete yeah. casts with like plastic covers nice. At least nice. and we have like really sweet uh, horse mats laid down in the gym too so it's that firm rubber and it's not that um foam mat where it's like you're pushing into it and it gives you like this awful stability when you try to do anything. Yeah. Built the rack found out though that we accidentally ordered two, but I checked credit card history in Amazon and we ordered one. We legit ordered one, but they sent us two power racks. So if anyone wants a whatever series power rack, it's not good for like a squat rack, but like who cares who does legs anyways. Um, like <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> I have two, so I might like try to trade someone for some weights, I guess also, or maybe like another 50 pound dumbbell, et cetera, like something like that, just to get the complete set. I got a complete power rack. It's heavy. I will not ship it. It is, it's obviously super heavy metal, so that won't be shipped at all. But uh, as know anyone in the South Dakota, Iowa area, maybe Nebraska that wants to do a trade, like a 700 something dollar power, it's a cheaper power rack. Um, let me know because I've got an extra one for some reason. So. Uh, I'll trade it for like five seventeen seventy sixes. Should see if uh, or whatever Rush needs one. Uh, ship it to Japan. Yeah. I, I that would it would it'd be like thousands of dollars in shipping. I feel like like this thing weighs like like each box is like 50, 60 pounds at least. It's so heavy. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's get into the news section. going on in the world what's uh the news at today well the thing that's on top of my mind calder is these people keep trying to say there's this inner circle and as a member of that that really makes me angry that people are trying to expose me 
uh, for, you know, sharing information and forming the Hero Clicks world that I want because I know best. This is a new Clicks world order. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's already a team. Uh, this is a, uh, this is just, you know, I think they're just the Clicks World Order. I don't think yeah. they're the NCWO. I think they're just the CWO. <laughs> it just really disgusts me that people are trying to expose us. Ugh. It, oh, How dare they? Dare they? Dare they? So, for those of you who don't know who aren't on Facebook, it's been the the hottest top. Okay, so this is just uncanny. Uh, I'm playing Cookie Clicker right now as we're like talking because I'm addicted to terrible uh <laughs> do you know what this game is? It's just one of those like tapping ones where Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. It was played loud. multiples, yeah. I just got the achievement, uh my temples made some quintillion amount of cookies and it literally the name of the achievement is New World Order. And I'm like, that's that's a little creepy. Yeah, bake one trillion cook one quintillion cookies just from temples and it's called New World Order. Oh it's creepy. Anyways I played an egg based knows. one where you start off with like normal farm eggs and then you have like uh, eggs that have uh, like, I don't know, they gave the chickens like special stuff. So they're like growth hormone eggs. And then there's like medical grade eggs. And then it like gets more and more ridiculous. Like the medical ones like can cure cancer and stuff. And then it gets more ridiculous, like fusion eggs, quantum eggs, uh, different stuff like that. I stopped playing it after a while because I was like, why Why am I doing this to myself? I sadly have been on this run for the past 31 days. It's mostly just when I sit at my computer to kill time. Oh, I feel like I've killed too much time. Anyways, moving moving on. That was just a coincidental New World Order thing. This We need more Heroclix talk. Actual Heroclix talk besides the uh, potential inner circle, which there is. Um just going to go ahead and talk about so WWE Wave 2 looks like it is getting pushed back until 2021 it was slated for June this year obviously didn't come out last I heard when I checked my cool stuff Inc um, pre-order it said maybe I was like a big maybe uh, that would be in like September October so yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. But now I think the latest we know is it's going to be 2021. It's pretty Sometime. disappointing. I mean, it's... not that I want 2020 to have like all the sets because what are we going to really do with them? But I'd at least like to start getting the previews. Like, I just want to know what they they do. Oh, yeah. More than anything. And the fact that we saw Sting in Christmas and we know he's not part of this wave and it's already been a, almost a year since we've seen Sting, you know, whatever. It'll be a few more months. Yeah. It, it hurts. It cuts deep, man. It yeah. really cuts deep. I just want to be, I want to, I'm ready to be mad at like Kurt Angle. How terrible Kurt Angle is going to be or Hogan or like someone yeah. who like should be really good. Like how The Rock I is like just okay he's not like anything amazing or anything it's like why like he's the most electrifying man in all of sports entertainment why did they made two and both yeah. are just yeah is his name so I'm, I'm equally mad because i'm not disappointed with the previews but mostly i just i really want wave two i just want to be like blown away how good Bailey is for whatever reason. <laughs> and I like Bailey. Bailey, I freaking like Bailey's one of my all time favorite female wrestlers. 
like Sasha Banks had no reason being for Oscar also. For all, sorry for all you Oscar fans. She had no reason being that good. I'm sorry. Like yeah. Undertaker should have been that good. Like Oscar should not have been that good. Um yeah, no, it is a huge bummer. Like of all things for 2020 to take away uh, the fact that WWE Wave 2 is one of them, which really sucks. And the silence from WizKids, the fact that we're just seeing it from retailers secondhand also sucks because they were really front about postponing sets earlier this year and, you know, Despotellus hit worldwide. And now it's just like total silence. We're not hearing anything from them, like besides the whole worlds thing and then being like, ah, no worlds. And they're like, ah, Galactus is pushed back, you know. Like, yeah, Galactus is cool and all, but we already know what he does. I want to be mad about what WWE figures do or don't do. You know, I want to know about that. And I guess some people might want to know about House of X. Kind of lame. Um, but speaking of House of X, if we're done with WWE, are we, Simeon? Yeah, we can move on. If we're that. done with WWE, let's talk about House of X. So another thing we learned from some solicits is that there's going to be a $2 price increase per booster. $2 price increase per booster on House of X. So I think the regular booster price is like $11.99. This will make it like $19.99. It's like 14 bucks a booster. For some places, some stores, ridiculous places, whoever runs these stores, sell boosters for $15 a piece. Yeah. I would like to punch those store owners in the face because that is dumb. <laughs> boosters think, are yeah. $11.99. Let's MSRP calm down there. It's usually $12.99. Your store can 12, sell oh, for cheaper. Yeah. They, so it's normally like $12.99. MSRPs, of uh, course just like the suggested retail price um but so like suggested retail price being 14.99 means that like store costs are probably going to increase by the same amount so like if if your store was paying let's say i have zero idea what they actually would pay let's say they're paying like 8.99 per booster so like they're buying now that's it's got to be less than that it's probably like i don't know let's say like normally a brick would be like a lot of numbers. Bucks. We're not the number kind of people. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with well, that, I, sure. yeah, I've never ordered from a store or for a store. Well, so normally I have a brick no idea is what like cost is. 30, 125 ish. Yeah. You know, mine from coolstuffing.com where I only pay $100 tax. No shipping because it's free when you get $100 order at coolstuffing.com. Our sponsor, coolstuffing.com. Use code dial five, save yourself 5% off coolstuffing.com. Anyways. Uh, that was pretty unbiased, if you ask me. Um, I only pay like 100 bucks a brick. It's pretty pretty cheap when you get them from CoolStuffInc.com. But with $2 price increase, a normal $120 brick, 140 bucks for the same amount of figures. The ridiculous thing is, you know, maybe they're saying, oh, there's only one thing different in House of X, and that is it's going to have team-up cards. This is obviously going to make team-up cards already more expensive. Now, we don't know how many team-up cards are going to be in House of X, but hopefully this is just the thing where it's like, hey, sets with team-up cards, or maybe like how the big booster sets are slightly more expensive. Maybe it's just going to be sets of team-up cards are going to be $2 more. And if that's going to be the case, just put a team-up card in every single booster. If that's yeah. the case, I think I'm fine with it. What do you think? I think if that's if that's the case, then yeah. Um, I would hate to buy a brick and get like three team up cards that I really don't care for, and especially if they're like the ones that eventually only go for like five dollars. So it really doesn't add value to your booster. Uh, now, of course, there's like the opposite end where maybe 
you get one of like the really rare ones like you could an id card or whatever um and you can actually like make the price of your brick somewhat worth it with that but if the only reason that they're adding the price is because they're printing more cardboard uh it seems bad i like i just don't need more cards i really don't that's just my opinion like i know some people actually really like the team up cards for me it's not worth like the extra two dollars per booster i'll still buy some of the set because there's actually like new characters and stuff that i want but man i really don't need every version of like rogan gambit rogan wolverine rogan gene gray i don't know whatever i don't need all that especially if i have to hunt them down with like an additional twenty dollars per brick exactly who has time for that oh i don't have money for that i guess this is the set for me for them to do it on because i won't buy any of this house of x set i'm not an x-men fan you know i like movies and some of the tv shows and the animated shows and like whatever but I'm just like, I need one figure in this set pretty much. It's Nightcrawler. And unless they make, I don't know, they already made 1776. Like, there's no other generic keyword I care enough about that they can make theme team, really. Maybe politician, I guess. That'd be fun. But, like, there's really nothing else I might need in this set. It kind of depends if it is a good soldier keyword figure or fun Wolverine, I guess. I don't know. No Wolverines are necessarily fun. No offense, Simeon. They're just like. <laughs> Wolverine. They're just good at <laughs> except what they for like do. the Regenesis ones. Yeah, they're just good at what they do. They're just like solid, you know. Like Regenesis ones were all good, but like, there's nothing in this set I need at all besides Nightcrawler and then all his team up cards. That's it. So if there are any, yeah, like this is a set that's I'm okay with it happening. Now, if it happens and affects other sets, that's gonna suck. I think the two dollar price increase really sucks, and it's get it. Maybe they're struggling as a business during the Despotellus pandemic and all that jazz. You know, us as consumers, you know, can't really say that when uh, we are also suffering in a less grand scale than you guys are. So Would that's about be, all I have to say. It'd be 100% okay with me if they were just completely like transparent about it. If they're like, hey, cost is nice. going up yeah. because of X, like X reason. I'd be like, okay, cool. That's the reason. Instead, they just... They always do this to us. They just leave it up to conjecture. They're just like, we're doing a thing and you guys can just deal with it. And uh, you have no choice because you're addicted to plastic. That's just super lame. Yeah. Super lame. But is that all you want to say about a old house of X and the the somewhat increase? I'm not going to say like the sky's falling. I thought it was crazy when, uh, Dark Phoenix and AI sets were like increased and I was like, "Uh oh, what if they just keep that like they they're like AI price is going to be higher because it's a bigger booster. It's got a colossal in each booster." Um I was like, "What if they just keep that price going forwards though?" And I think those were what like 17.99 each. What was the yes. MSR? Yeah, so it was like 17.99. So it's yeah. like inching its way towards that price already. Um, yeah. But again, without them actually clarifying why or anything, I'm not going to say maybe it's just like a temporary thing. Maybe that's going to be like the norm going forwards. It's very possible. Who knows? And sort of cap us off in news. There is yet another 
HeroClix podcast on the rise. I kid, but really, you should support uh, everybody. I support everybody that you know makes content. Uh, not really, but I absolutely <laughs> encourage it if you want to. Like, go for it because I have fun doing a podcast. So I think you know if you want to try it, by all means, go for it. So there's the JSA Clicks podcast, the Justice Society of America, and the head of the show is a Canadian, which is pretty funny. Uh, anyways. Yeah, uh, let me double check who's all on this. I know the first episode has uh, Jay Solomon, Chad Birdsall, and Adam Friedman. And then is it Devin Owens? Is that right? Yes. Yeah. And I know set to be a reoccurring guest or host is Devin Adams of Happy Little Hero Clicks, one of our cool uh, friends that we know. Allegedly reappeared. Allegedly. Yeah, we'll see Allegedly. about it. We don't really know. I know where, and there I know first- where Devin lives, so we'll see. <laughs> Peace. Uh, and their first podcast is up. They're gonna they go over the Spider-Man and Venom Absolute Carnage set. So if you want to give that a listen, it's on Podbean. I don't know if it's on iTunes yet. I think it's on Spotify, etc. Yeah, etc. They've, et got, they've got a a shortened version of it up on YouTube as well, where they just go over the commons. I imagine he'll be uploading uncommons, rares, super rares like later in uh, separate videos, but. Um, if you watch it on YouTube, he has like the dials and stuff up, so you can like look at those as you're That's listening. Awesome. Um, but yeah, if if you want a a more, I mean, this first episode is a more like meta look at uh, Spider-Man, Venom, Absolute Carnage. So if that's what you're interested in, and you want to know like which figures to poo-poo on and uh, which figures to hoard Absolutely. like a dragon, you know. Smaug. Okay, so actually in the um, description of this podcast on their YouTube channel. By the way, 50 views, 9 subscribers. Guys, what are you doing? Subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's gracious. And while you're at it, while you're at it uh, subscribe to Dial H for Hero Clicks. We do some awesome stuff on YouTube. I'll get into that later. Uh, but this description says host Jay Solomon and then guest host Adam Freeman, Chad Birdsall, Devin Owens. So Jay is for sure the host. And Jay's a really cool guy. He's rock judge. Uh, Head rock judge. All around Canadian. All around Canadian, I'd say. Um, and then we also got Adam Friedman, mathematician, Chad Birdsall, um, sickness for the thickness, and then Devin Adams, or sorry, Devin Owens for this episode, also uh, Canadian by all means. So yeah, he's their current national champion because they haven't had nationals this year. So he's he's the right. reigning 2019 and technically 2020 champion guy. Dude, he's holding his title. It's awesome. Uh, so yeah, check those guys out if you want to listen to another HeroClix podcast. There aren't enough HeroClix podcasts out there. There really aren't, especially competitive ones. There are so few competitive HeroClix podcasts. I'm kidding, guys. I'm just making a joke. <laughs> Calm down. Calm down. I think it's awesome you're doing a show. Jay's a really cool guy. I think these guys are all, eh, for the most part, Chad, yeah, 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 he's all right. At least Chad's oh. doing some work finally. Instead of yeah, just I mean, buying he's... more boosters. Oh, wait. He's also buying more boosters. He just messaged me. Yeah, he has he's, another yeah. 50 boosters. Okay. Wow. Just, just keep that Facebook sale. <laughs> All right. Uh, and I think that's it. That is it for news. So let's go ahead and get into a brand new segment that we're going to call Generic Gallery. Go talk to that gallery owner. Pretend you're like a high society type. Oh, I got this. I, I used to hang with a crowd in the 70s. I know these people. Hello! Hello? Ongo Goblogian, the Heroclix collector. Charmed, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> Derivative. 
That I love. I absolutely love. Um, that's just the generic keywords. I want it. It's everything. I mean, look at us. We're just generic keywords. I mean, after all, we're just walking around on the planet. This week in Generic Gallery, this was kind of a new thing that just sort of came up. I wanted to do a segment like this for a while, and I asked in our Discord server if anybody had any questions. We're kind of running low on news and whatever to talk about this week. And we had TAMU, one of our Patreons, say, Yesterday was talk like a pirate day, so build a 400 or 500 point Golden Age pirate theme team, or highlight some of your favorite pirate pieces throughout the years. So... Using that question to kind of make a brand new show, I like generic keywords, honestly, more than named keywords. I always find myself building a hodgepodge of just whatever with generic keywords. I like generic keywords more than named keywords, and soldier keywords are my all-time favorite. We'll give that its limelight one of these days. I love generic keywords. I find it just way more fun to build with the named keywords, and I've kind of repeated myself, so let's go ahead into Pirate Simeon. Pirates kind of stand out to you. Out of all like thirty yeah. pirate pieces, I think so pirates uh, one of the least used keywords. Um, of course, there's like some that are even less, uh, especially really old golden age ones that they used like once, like kid. Um, so just going from the top down, one of my all-time favorites, and this is a newer one. Uh, it's still modern. One of my all-time favorite pirates is Damon Bach. So. This is the super rare Ferengi from uh, to boldly go gravity feed set. I love this guy for a lot of reasons, but I'll just go over his special powers. He has no traits. He has two clicks of outwit and then three clicks of perplex, but he has a special speed attack and defense power for his first three clicks. And his special speed power is stealth mind control when Damon Bach uses Mind Control, modify range plus three, and he can use improved targeting, blocking, characters, hindering, which is real cool. Uh, doesn't get around elevation, which is interesting. Not a lot of elevation in Star Trek, I guess. Um, but so that turns his five range into eight, and he can shoot through walls, other characters, hindering terrain. It makes playing him on like the Danger Room maps or really any indoor map pretty fun and then he's got this second attack power well this second special power that's his attack power is collecting on an old debt this of course Calder as you know um, this is the Ferengi holding like the device in his hands that looks like a a weird round pie thing and uh, Jean-Luc Picard like killed his son a long time ago so he has this headache machine and he's like on Jean-Luc uh, yeah. Picard's old ship giving Jean-Luc Picard headaches until he gets on his old ship and then he thinks he's back uh, in like this old firefight and then yeah. uh, somehow they save the day. But it's pretty fun, yeah. Must uh, have missed that episode when I didn't watch Star Trek, my bad. Oh, we'll have to I'm, rewatch it sometime. Uh, when Damon Bach uses it after resolutions, give the hit character a debt token. This is when this guy gets real fun. Uh, you give the character a debt token. Characters modify attack and defense minus one for each debt token they have, only as long as he can use this power. So as long as he has that power available, he can give, keep giving debt tokens, and they never can get rid of them. There's no 
explanation as to how they can clear debt tokens, you have to get him to like lose this power. Uh, and that can stack, so it's possible to give like an entire opposing team modify attack and defense minus three if they each have three debt tokens. And so you can equip this guy with like a reality gem for an extra lightning bolt and do multiple targets when incapacitate. And then a good way to keep him top dial is his defense power. That is mastermind willpower. Opposing characters within range can't use willpower. And that's just real fun. I love things that shut down willpower across the board because that affects like power cosmic quintessence, uh, everything like that. Indomitable. Like it gets rid of everything protected outwit or not. So yeah, this guy's got some pretty sweet stuff and he's only 65 points. Um, I mostly use him as like a mind control piece. I think that's really fun. Uh, I have used the the debt tokens before, and that makes his like fairly mediocre stats really good when your opposing characters have like minus three attack and defense. So, yeah, he's a good pirate. Right on. Oh, and uh, Ferengi, he has the Ferengi team ability, which is just scrolls. So it's just. Uh, shape change, but succeeds on a six. Well, it's bad scrolls. Scrolls yeah. before they make scrolls better scrolls. Right. Yeah. So, I actually like that. That's really cool. Is, is this Bach? Neat. I like the I like the special uh, defense power. The, the no willpower is really sweet. Yeah, he's got a lot of like, little things. Uh, and when he came out, this was prior to the uh, Captain America set that gave like a hundred characters sees through stealth. So stealth actually mattered back when he first came out. Like it, you could actually be in stealth and most of the time more, you'd be okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do a golden age pick. I'm going to talk about one of my favorite figures, the pirate keyword, and that is from the civil war storyline, a uh, zero the plunderer. I mean, the, the dude's name is the plunderer and his, his real name is Parnival Plunder. Like, oh, wow. That's... Born, he was born to be a pirate, man. So, That's a it's some really cool power. I've heard of one. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Uh, pirate Savage Land Scientist. Only keyword that matters is, of course, Pirate here. Although I played him on a Savage Land team, which is so... Like, Savage Land is such a goofy keyword to play. He has five range, no special combat symbols. He's, he is 70 points. Everybody in the Captain America or the Civil War set was a little spendy short dialed for what they did honestly uh, it was a really weird set so his his movement is the plunderer's hydrofoil he has the dolphin speed symbol and can use running shot so for his first two clicks which is great he also has leadership invulnerability for his first two clicks which is cool but i like him for a special attack power that he has for his first three clicks with a 10 attack sadly but it is a running shot so he's got a 10 square reach with his five range five speed uh the plunderer hits a non-adjacent opposing character that can use impervious, invincible, or invulnerability. This turn, that character can't use that power, but can use toughness instead. I really like. So he'll he'll always do two whole damage to you, no matter what defense reducer you have, unless it's like some special power or whatever. So he only has three damage top dial, but, and he makes it for the entire turn. So then now the rest, and this is great for getting rid of invincible if you need to do some penetrating damage on your pirate team, which is just great. Now the rest of your team, oh, your your heavy hitter that has toughness or invincible. The highest one they can use this turn is toughness, which is just awesome. 
Oh, I really like this power. I really dig him. He's a really simple figure. He is 70 points, so he's kind of a lot. I think he's just worth... Oh, if you're looking at a pirate team, he's definitely worth putting on there, for sure. Yeah. Uh, any other pirate keyword figures you really want to like shout out? That's uh, very reminiscent of the Deadpool Banshee, the super rare that just like yes. characters yeah. within six can't use a bunch of stuff and they get to use like toughness instead. Um, another, I, I don't want to do a ton of favorites that are Star Trek, yeah, but it's just like, oh geez, <laughs> Lieutenant Sulu from oh my the gosh. Uh, original okay, but series. This is actually a pretty valid one though, because he's, sorry, he go actually, into it. Yeah, go he go is really stacked uh, and I've played him a bunch. Um, the original series title characters, like the newer title characters, I guess, ha- they all have this ability to take sideline characters with their keyword in from like the sideline by cashing in plot points. And so for, I think it was six plot points, you could bring in Sulu, which was hard to do because you start with zero, but he's a real cool piece. So uh, this is, of course, from the Naked Time episode. Uh, I think all the chases were. I can't know. Khan wasn't. I don't know. Anyhow, uh, so he's got a trait, a swashbuckler at heart. Uh, he's 50 points, which is a great steal for his uh, value here. Uh, his trait is sideline active. Friendly characters named Lieutenant Sulu have free once per game. Replace this character with 050 Lieutenant Sulu. At the end of your turn, replace that 050 Lieutenant Sulu with this character. Uh, so basically, like you can have a different Lieutenant Sulu and then swap him in. But why wouldn't you want to start with this one? This one's awesome. He's got the United Federations of Planets, which gives him plus one movement uh, or plus one speed for move, which is so good. Um, His real big thing is his attack power that he has is full dial. He starts with charge, two clicks of charge with five uh, range on it, two clicks of sidestep with nine speed, and then last two clicks are flurry and then uh three clicks of combat reflexes three clicks of defend and his whole dial he has one damage and 10 and 11 attacks with blades claws fangs once per turn if lieutenant sulu has not moved this turn he may make a close attack using blades claws fangs which means on his last two clicks you can potentially make three uh blades attacks with flurry and if you haven't moved which, I mean, other than TK, you can't really. Uh, but yeah, you can flurry blades twice and then uh, free blades. So potentially pumping out 18 damage in one turn is pretty cool for yeah. 50 points. And it's just a really cool sculpt. He's got like his little rapier thing or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the sword. Yeah, and it's like a swish too, which is really sweet. Little little effect deal. All right, I'm going to talk about one more, and that's because I think she is a really good support figure in the terms of she hurts your team or your opponent's team a little more than she helps yours. So we're going to talk about Nebula from Guardians of the Galaxy. She is 87 points, kind of a weird point value, I know. Uh, running shot, penetrating psychic blast, top dial, six range. So, you know, 10 square reach, solid. Is that pen blast, which goes really well. A plunderer, since he gives everybody toughness. She can pen through it, you know, for that full three, baby. Uh, she has a special defense power. This isn't why you're playing her, but it does make her really good. Uh, she can use toughness, willpower, and has sharpshooter attack symbol. She says improve targeting ignores hindering terrain, which is awesome. But here's the biggest reason you're going to play her, and that's because she's on uh, 
uh, 87 points. I about to say she's on a certain click, but it's on click one. It's only on click one. Doesn't really matter. Is steal your transport. Opposing characters can't use the carry ability. There is an opposing character possessing the carry ability. Nebula modifies her speed value plus three and can use the carry ability. So now all of a sudden, instead of being an eight running shot, the uh, she is still an eight actually. She instead can running shot for seven squares because she's going to be plus three. So replace and modify is awesome, which gives her a 13 square reach. It's only 10 attack, 3 damage, pen blast. Still really cool. And she can use the carry ability, which for the pirate keyword, there's not a ton of people, believe it or not, like there's no one that has like, Yar, I got me pirate ship or something, which would be awesome. And that's why the House of X chases should be the 1602 X-Men where Professor X <laughs> and Jean Grey make the pirate ship fly because that's so boss. You know, I mean, anyways, Leatherwing can carry up to four characters with the pirate keyword. Oh, does he? he is that what he does? Flying Whatever. Fox ship, yeah. That, but, uh, but well, continue about Nebula. Yeah. DC character, just get past. Uh, whatever. Anyways, sorry, I didn't like, I didn't have him on the team, and I like never played Leatherwing, but he's obviously more piratey than Nebula is. But anyways, uh, Nebula is great. Just for nerfing your opponent's team, getting rid of their carry is huge, and plus three to speed is awesome. She was a value corner figure I had a long time ago. She's a golden age common. Nebula is just awesome. So definitely look into Nebula if you're going to build a pirate theme. And that's going to be the last figure I go into depth about for pirate keyword. Yeah. Uh, there's, like we said, there's not a lot. Guardians of the Galaxy has a good selection between the good guys and the Ravagers and, from like the movies. And uh, of course, I think Nebula is the only non-movie Guardians character that has the keyword um, pirate. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I think Deathstroke so, was like the first character Stroke I ever owned is, that had the pirate keyword from the. He's more classically series. like pirate looking. So like classic piratey characters that are like actual pirate pirates would be like golden skull from avengers infinity which is also a really good uh support figure yeah he's, he's just kind of wearing that old english style stuff he's super uh, solid with pirate his deadpool yeah the pi- he's also just a great figure that you should put on us oh, once again a golden age super rare shouldn't run you more than like five bucks you know pirate deadpool is just a very piratey looking figure same thing with ever uh was leatherwing stroke from the flash set 058 those are like actual like dudes that look like pirates sadly when you type in pirate you do get psycho pirate but he was made way before the pirate keyword like was a keyword i don't know if he's even a pirate those are for sure piratey characters as well as the nightcrawler he has a sword no he was into like pirate stuff which is cool but he's like a bandana and a sword so if you kind of want to fit another like piratey theme sadly the plunderer just looks like generic supervillain number three i hate to say it but it's true yeah. uh, he does not look very piratey at all but those would be your main pirate guys deathstroke leatherwing pirate deadpool golden skull let's actually what does that come out to let me see really quick but what was on your pirate team i mean uh so if i were building a pirate team it would be leatherwing at 80 points we didn't go over him but his main thing is he can carry up to four uh, as long as they have pirate, and then he creates the, let's see, oh, it's the leap climb, and then if he moves up to half the speed value or less, uh, he can make a ranged attack. So it's a pseudo running shot with the dolphin symbol, and then uh, later in his dial he gets blades claw, 
Blade's Claws, and after he uses Blade's Claws, he can Smoke Cloud as a free action, which is just kind of fun. Um, so it would be Leatherwing, Diamond Box, like I said, uh, Lieutenant Sulu, and then I'd actually put on the uh, second Guardians of the Galaxy movie, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 Yondu, because for 100 points, he's just got so much potential. He's never once worked out for me whenever I've played him, but uh, he does a thing similar to the ADW Hawkeye, if you know what that is, except uh, he doesn't have running shot. He just has, uh, when you give him a range combat action, targeting a single opposing character each time he hits and the attack resolves, he may make a ranged attack targeting a single opposing character that has not yet been targeted by or targeted this action, counting range and drawing line of fire, as if he occupied the square of the character most recently hit. So lots of characters can do something similar to this, but it's basically a chain attack. He has triple lightning bolts, but if you target only one character, it's possible you can hit your entire opposing team. Um, and it's eight range, so like you've got you've got potential. Uh, each character hit is dealt two damage instead of normal damage, which is probably the thing that hurts him the most, but he does have a trait that says his range attacks can't be reduced below one. So it's like a a consistent precision strike across the board where you can move the Yaka arrow all yeah. around and stuff. Not bad for 100 points, just not He's amazing. He was insanely expensive for a while. You kind of like can have the market around like 2017 or whenever Guardians of the Galaxy 2 came out. Yeah, so I came think out. it was when the... So this came out, and then the next Gravity Feed that came out, because he was the mass market chase, or max market exclusive. The next one that came out was the Wonder Woman one. And that's the reason why Wonder Woman never showed up in like Target, was because there was such a really weird, bad rollout of this one, and... Yeah like a lot of targets just didn't get their gravity feeds or whatever. So yeah, he was going for like 75 to 90 for a while. He was expensive. He was spendy. Uh, is that your whole team? Yeah, that comes out to 295 yeah. points. Ooh, okay. So let me just disadd. I built to 400. Like I can easily disadd 100 points really quickly. So 100 point team here is Golden Skull at 50 points. He's like we said, he's good. Perplex leadership. He gives adjacent friendly characters plus one attack value, which is awesome. That's kind of all going to him. Nebula already went into her. Plunderer already talked about him. I am playing the Guardians of the Galaxy 012 first movie set Yondu, actually, which is cool. So he has traded ESD, and then when he makes a ranged combat attack against a single opposing character, he modifies his attack value plus two. Uh, if he's also next to Golden Skull, it'll be plus three, so he'll have a 13 attack value with Precision Strike, which I like a lot. The 10-point Black Manta, uh, he's the only... I just decided to fill out points on this team, and so he's a, he's the latest chase, oh, the Let's the, Cause uh, Trouble chase. Yeah, the Let's Cause Trouble one, okay. Then that would be 299 points with just those guys. I had an extra couple of points, and you can replace Taser Face with... Um, this face, another 60-point dude. I'm spacing Spider-Viking. Spider-Viking, obviously... Makes Garrett a named theme team. He's good. Just, like that's just an obvious choice. So we're not going to 
really talk about it. But I had Taserface because he's hilarious. But he has a trait which adjacent friendly characters, the Ravager's keyword, may replace their attack value with the printed value of Taserface. And right away, Taserface has an 11, which would give Yondu a 14 if he's next to Taserface and Golden Skull. Uh, and then I also just threw on two 20-point Ravager generics, which would all have a 12 attack if they're next to Golden Skull on their starting dial. They have Running Shot, Energy Explosion, or Charge Blades, Battle Fury, which is really cool. So that would be my 400-point team. Without Taserface and two 20-point Ravagers, it is 299 points. So try out these teams. Uh, and you can just get rid of Black Mana for a 10-point Ravager too if you don't want to spend the nuts price of a current chase figure Black Mana. But you should be able to pick up Simeon and I's teams for like 10, 15 bucks at max. Or like 20 for both, I, yeah, I would imagine I for sure. I don't know I have an old chase. bucks going for him, but he's still how much a Yandu is. current uh, or modern super rare. But... I would imagine Lieutenant Sulu's maybe 25 to maybe 35. I, I don't know. Yondu uh, might yeah. be pretty expensive yeah. still. Um, My but, team you should be able to yeah. get for yeah, 50 bucks. Oh, may not be as good, I don't know, but I think it's really cool. I like messing with high attack values and everything. So yeah, my team with a Ravager instead of a Black Mana. It's probably should be relatively cheap to get. So that is keyword, sorry, goodness gracious, generic gallery. I almost like called it the wrong name of our own segment. Anyways, that is generic gallery. Let us know what generic keyword you guys want on the next episode of it. I think it's a really fun little segment we can do, and I just love generic keywords. So let's go ahead and get into the community section. There are dozens of us. Dozens! This week on Community Tuesdays, we forgot uh, to post a Community Tuesdays question. So you guys, really good answering it this week. Uh, we appreciate yeah. that. Got a week off. It was on us. Got a week off. You guys got a week off. Give, you a, a give you a break. Back. But oh, Jedi Legend. Two days no. from now. Yeah. Be prepared. We'll totally post them two days from now, I'm sure. Uh, so let's just go into a Jedi Legend Hero Clicks tip of the week. You don't want to sell me death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. I want to go home and rethink my life. Tired of burning an action to bust a wall? Need a shortcut for that charge? You need the XXS032 Kitty Pride on your team with this sweet power. Uh, it's quick through here, facing teleport stealth. The characters can move through walls adjacent to Kitty Pride. So other characters that also let you move through walls without having to do any kind of costed action be like Doorman from the Captain America set. And I also believe a modern age choice would be Flex Metallo who lets you just be like, that yeah. blocking doesn't exist to this turn. So if you really don't want to waste any actions at all, like even using a character that like moves through blocking to destroy it, Flex Metallo, That Kitty Pride, Doorman, those are the ones that come to mind that let you just like get rid of blocking for free or just treat it as if it's not even there, which is awesome. And I do know there are a few characters that can like punch, even if you're between a wall i believe the spot has that which is really cool and brand new for him so he just ignores walls as well as the old flat man who can totally yeah is a great attacker can punch uh, and ignore walls i think he also just ignores walls for movement too i don't think he can actually punch through them anyways so yeah walls are causing you trouble look into some of those figures you can pick up some for really cheap since some are golden age and even then flex metallo is a super rare isn't that expensive he should be like less than five bucks yeah right now. he's awesome but he should be less than five bucks. All right. Moving on to a Malcolm Rush question block. 
That's in Japan! Japan? No, 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 I can't go to Japan. A new question. Some time ago, he asked about theme music for Heroclix characters. And he said, well, I'll put a twist on these questions. Imagine that every time you enter somewhere, everyone can hear your own personal theme song. Now, to make it interesting, your theme song will change for different places or events. So what is your theme song when? And number one is playing in a major Heroclix tournament. Simeon, what is your theme song when you enter to start playing in a hero major Heroclix tournament? Um, it's going to depend on like my team a little bit. But I think if you just wanted like a general overall idea of my mentality going into a tournament and be like taps you know on for taps okay yeah. just because it's uh it's a funeral for my chances funeral yeah. for you <laughs> for my chances of winning yeah yeah so i i went with more of an ironic thing because i've never placed number one or first in any major major hero clicks tournament like a nationals or a worlds but i had a uh, number one Nelly, my uh, like when I walk in, I imagine everybody would be like, "The heck is that guy? Why does he think he has the right to play that song?" <laughs> would basically be what happened. Number two, though, what's your theme song? Well, playing a friendly game. Ooh, so playing a friendly game. It's it, I just I imagine it's going to be some sort of musical. So it might be like Sweeney Todd, like uh, these are my friends. See how they glisten, like that that one, because I'm playing with my friends, right? So yeah, I don't know, some musical. Right on. I had everything is awesome, the Lego Movie, or everything is awesome too, Lego Movie Two, the little remix, which I think is is fun. Number three, what's your theme song when going into your local comic book shop? Well, my main local comic book shop is Krypton, so I put uh, Save Me, the Smallville theme from the TV series, Jeez. which uh, I don't think the band actually made any other music. It's just, uh, you know, somebody say, and then it goes on like that forever. Yes. Of course. Good, good song. Yeah, I went ahead and wrote down if heaven wasn't so far away. I forgot who sings it. It's a country song. Heaven wasn't so far away because uh, I've always lived super far from comic <laughs> book bookstores, and I like visiting them a lot. When I when I travel around the country, went to Las Vegas or Arizona, I love going to like comic book stores there. And hopefully this Christmas we choose a vacation spot that isn't Montana. So we can go to a comic book shop. I don't know. I'm sorry. We live in South Dakota. We're really going to go to Montana. Are you serious, family? Really? Anyways. Um, but yeah, if heaven wasn't so far away, it's kind of how it feels like, you know, it's like, ah, yes. All these posters and action figures. And yeah, comics are here too. Um, that's not what I would call my local comic book shop. It's hell. But uh, I do like, sorry. <laughs> I'm just joking. Just joke. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of those guys. Yeah, I love the strong word. I can't I definitely can't pick any of them up so I, I like those guys I like the store it's all right you know it's the local comic book stop but like going to other comic book shops it's oh yeah heaven wasn't so far away and lastly oh sorry this isn't lastly there's one more um going to work or school let's go to that, that school there Simeon so what's your theme song when you go to work <laughs> uh so for going to work it, it'd be that nine inch nine or not nine inch nine nine inch nails song uh every day is exactly the same 
because it's just really depressing. And uh, I love starting my day at work on a down note. Okay. That's <laughs> nice. I mean, it's not wrong, though. It's, yeah, it's you know, For the most part, every day is exactly the same at work. It's, oh, uh, I, you know, punch the clock. It's the clock, man. Right, I went ahead and put Wild Wild West by Will Smith, and there's a few other guest rappers that also help make that song. This is like the uh, outro Beautiful music movie, yeah. Or, yeah, of Wild Wild West starring Will Smith. <laughs> so it's a really good song. If you haven't listened to Wild Wild West, look it up. came on the radio the other day, and I was like, this is my new favorite song all of a sudden. Wow. I listen to the radio. What of it? What do you want to make of it? So what yeah, Wild Wild West. radio station is playing Wild Wild West by Will Smith? I don't even know. Well, as soon as I get East Rover... Blah, blah, blah. East River in South Dakota. I don't know any of the radio stations anymore, like that I'm used to here at home. So I always just like randomly just tune the dial to whatever sounds good. And um, now I've almost lived East River for like two years, and I still haven't turned out any of the radio stations. But anyways, I just like randomly tune the dial to whatever sounds good. And one time I turned on my car, whatever I was listening to the night before, two o'clock, Wild Wild West was playing, and I'm like. Pfft. This song is awesome. It's freaking slaps. I can't believe I've never listened to this before. So yeah, really going to work. Wild Wild West. And one more is what is your theme song when going into your home? So coming back home from work or whatever else. What's your what's your theme song? Uh, silence. Just the sound of si- not the not the song. The sound of silence by Simon Garfunkel. Just absolute silence. Need a minimum of like two hours. After I get off work and I get home, where just like nothing makes a noise at all. I have a sound deprivation room I go into, close the door. Make your life sound so depressing, Simeon. Jeez, like let's keep it. Oh my gosh. But there's like some listeners, like, same. Same. They just like to like that drive home where it's like a quick you know scene in a movie where it's like you just see them driving and they're like have like a thousand yard stare as like the lights through their window change and it's just like uh that's it i my favorite song if it, it it always seems to come on the radio whenever i get done either in the tractor fixing fence or whatever when i'm done with work and it is uh chicken fried background band a little bit of chicken fried oh beer on a friday night Pair of jeans that fit just right in a radio. I love it. I love that song. It's like my perfect decompress. Like, yeah, man, that's what life is all about. Or Made in America, Toby Keith. Just like kind of like a reminder we're working for the American dream. I just country songs. They're the best. And people will disagree. I get it. But like you guys, I'm a ranch hand. I'm a rancher. I own cattle like. Obviously, that's going to be my bias a little bit here, guys. So, yeah, Chicken Fried or Made in America are my go-to songs I like to hear on the radio whenever I drive back from, like, work. Go back home, anyways. All right, and those are Malcolm's said questions. my answer was depressing. Whoa, whoa. This is like... <laughs> I'm sure somebody uh, would agree with you that country music is depressing, but I think it's, you know, it's the best. Anyways... Dang, that was pretty. That was actually pretty good. I'm, I'm slightly impressed by that comeback. All right. Anyways, thank you, Malcolm, so much for 
for giving us those questions. I, I I really enjoyed these. I like the music music ones. We've been doing a lot of music related stuff on the Dial H for Hero Clicks podcast recently. I don't know if anyone's noticed. Some people have. Some people have. So is it that is it for this episode? I thought we had a great episode. So I'm gonna leave you guys with some shout outs. Check out our YouTube channel. I know I say this every week. We do some stuff on our YouTube channel and we have some unboxings. If you guys like unboxings, I think most unboxing videos are really boring for myself when I watch other people do them. So what I do every unboxing is I try to make a fun little skit intro in the beginning. Uh, noticeable ones I would say have really good skits are the unboxing the Fantastic Four bricks, uh, the Fantastic Four a Cosmic Clash starter set, the Black Widow Hero Clicks Gravity Feed, and then the latest Spider-Man and Venom Absolute Carnage, the one that has um, me and Spider-Man pointing at each other in the thumbnail. That is just some of my favorite intros I've made unboxings. In my other Spider-Man and Carnage unboxing, I accidentally dip into the booster with my knife. I save that one for last. And spoiler, not spoiler, but I don't pull a chase in that brick you know, in the other nine boosters so whether or not there's a chase in the last one I don't know I mean I do know but you guys don't know but I, I rip it like I cut into it like deeply into it with my knife and it's like low so I'm like oh man I feel like I just cut into all these cards and you see me as I open it like oh it's rare alright there's our third super rare haha ha. uh, okay and like I get like okay so there's like a primer chase in this last one and I'm like, I'm, like shaking I'm like oh man I just ripped into like 1776's card or something. So definitely check out that video. I didn't put any like clickbaity thumb title. Like, oh, I ripped into a booster. What year was it? But like, mentioned on the show. But I don't want to do those weird clickbaity titles. So yeah, definitely check out those unboxings. We also do Thursday Throwdown every week. If you guys want some Golden Age goodness, me and Simeon have been playing through every single Hero Click set. And now we are at War of Light versus Deadpool. 2014 guys we've made it to 2014 and that is going to be uh the sets we're going to play this week so if you guys want to see to vote for what figures we play that's the biggest thing about thursday throwdown is that you guys get to decide what figures we play by voting on facebook twitter and discord if you're in our patreon on discord facebook and twitter for everybody else tell us what figures you guys want us to use from those sets if you want a specific figure used or you think somebody else had a other like a really good vote for a figure to use uh vote for that figure we obviously the figures that get the most votes are the ones we play and any tiebreakers we kind of use malcolm rush for so let us let us know thursday throwdown is awesome we don't get a ton of views on youtube we only have 540 subscribers and i know we have way more people that listen to the podcast so even if you like don't want to watch any of the videos just subscribing is a huge help but seriously, I like all the content we do for YouTube, uh, weekly games, unboxings, whenever they come out. Also, in every unboxing, I open up a booster of Supernova to chase like the zombies. And I really just like that consistency feel in my unboxing series. So we do a lot of cool stuff on YouTube. Check it out. All the podcasts are also there. And I have my Heroclix player impressions, which are my like Mimi making fun of people. Whenever I need to make a viral video, I'm like, I guess I'll make an impressions video type of thing or viral as far as Heroclix goes. So those are also on YouTube. Check them out, guys. That's enough of the YouTube spiel. You can email us at dialage for, sorry, dialage for Heroclix at gmail.com. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash dialage for Heroclix. Twitter is at dialage4. That's the number four Heroclix. And then if you want to, we kind of work up the value for value model. If you feel like we give you value in your life, 
you can go ahead and support us on Patreon. We have a couple of different tiers that give you tokens or stickers. We have like Howdy Howdy Let's Get Rowdy stickers. We have Hero Clicks. We're on it, which is kind of like a meth joke for people that know about South Dakota's meth addiction and a few other really fun stickers. A generic dialish for Hero Clicks podcast sticker if you just want to throw it on a clicks box. If you don't like stickers, we have action tokens. Howdy Howdy Let's Get Rowdy dialish action tokens. HBK tuning up the band and Lex Luthor cake tokens. And I'll try to figure out more token designs to make that don't like need a dial on there, just like ones that are just kind of fun and flavorful but let us know guys so that's all i have for checking us out we're on itunes podbean spotify all those places wherever podcasts are found all i've got to say thank you guys so much for listening simeon you got anything to say yeah i'm gonna say uh (laughs) if you want to sponsor those that sponsor us check out coolstuffinc.com where you can find cool stuff in stock Every day, from the latest Hero Click singles and sealed products to all those pre orders you can make for the upcoming stuff. You can check them out at coolstuffinc.com. Happy trails.